works. Was that the intro? No, you're creative director. Please subscribe and hit the notification bell and then unsubscribe and then resubscribe. That's what we're asking. It's complicated. Yeah. We don't want subscribers. We don't want to make any money. We don't want anyone to watch this. Is there something in that? Water. Are you just, okay. <laughs> that you were <laughs> pretend drinking. <laughs> um, I'll have to learn how to do that for next time. I was convinced. I thought you were just like improving or something. Nah, I'm not a good fake drinker. All right. <clears throat> I still don't like the setting here. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Probably just you. I can move it more. I think it's this fine. way. Is this it's, better? It's good. Okay. Um, what do you, what do you want to start off talking about? Um, read off the topics. So you said no, Cliff stole right now. Yeah, I right. want to watch some more of him. Um, refresh me. We could talk about cultural cultural appropriation. Yep. Last time you said to that we should talk about how your phone had a notification stopped recording thirty minutes in. Mm-hmm. I think you are mad. I was. Um, poverty porn and security theater. Okay. Yeah, let's start with um, culture, cultural appropriation. It's hard to say. Yes. Um, well, it's another controversial topic like what we talked about last time, like abortion. Yes. So much so. If you like look on YouTube... And you search cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. Most of the videos that are at the top have more dislikes than likes. Mm. I didn't notice that. Yeah. What are people disliking, do you think? Uh, they give some common, uh, common things like like a lot of the feedback that we'll probably talk about they'll they'll mention um so are the videos like talking about ways people are culturally appropriating or yep yep yeah i was trying to learn more about it um earlier today Mm -hmm. um yeah we'll we'll get into it do you want to talk about your first reaction or yeah sure <clears throat> so I, I there's like something that just doesn't resonate is the first part of it it's like what this seems like appreciation or something and um that's you know you listen to a few more people talk about it and then you kind of get it's like oh this is something that's really core to them and just like other people don't get it and that it's like has something has a deep meaning and then you're using it for your own personal gain i feel like the hollywood like type appropriation of it is probably more harmful Mm. um but it's also like i'm not i'm still not sure there's like 
anything wrong or like that I, I feel like there's some complicated stuff going on that mm -hmm. it's giving it this abstraction and calling it cultural appropriation and then that label is being thrown around and I feel like it's mostly being thrown around to shame people and like mm. it's like white people shaming other white people for cultural appropriation of something let's like this uh morality high ground like policing yeah, yeah 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 so i think that's the part that's a lot of people don't like about it even if they don't say that that's the reason i think people don't like to be shamed about it um and then another thing with the videos I found was like, if you research like one of the specific topics about cultural appropriation, mm -hmm. then the likes get flipped and it's like, oh, mm -hmm. it's back to a normal thing. It's like 80% uh, likes, 20% dislikes mm -hmm. uh, on the videos. And I think it's because people are actually having a conversation in it instead of trying to describe this really abstract com. Uh, concept mm -hmm. so I think you kind of have to find a thing that is important to you and then someone uses it in a specific way in a movie or something or someone just like takes that and then just like totally butchers it like the use of it and so um i think the thing that jumped out to me was i'm a chess player and then whenever i see a chess board in a movie like it's 50 50 whether it's set up correctly oh and so that like sure. always gets under my skin mm -hmm. it's like you know you guys could have done any research at all into this and you would have set up the board correctly uh, but they didn't and it was just there as like a, a piece to make some scene seem more intellectual or like oh this guy's got a chessboard all right you know um not to say half of chessboards aren't set up incorrectly because most people just have a chessboard and don't actually play mm -hmm. anyway but that's it's like i can see why there's like this ignorance thing that's upsetting about it um but it feels like that's really the core of it that resonates with me and i'm not sure like that that's wrong to co-opt this thing and use it for your own benefit and then like with people dressing up for parties or something i feel like that's mostly harmless they're like they're they're attracted to that it's like a sense of curiosity um and so that's all they know it's like oh this is interesting and so how are i, I think there's some gonna be some I can see why people would also be upset about it that no this this means something like if if wearing this type of clothing was actually like of huge cultural significance and it meant you had to like really work hard to even be allowed to wear it in your culture 
I can see how that would be upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like saying, hey, that just expressing your feelings about it and talking about it and having a conversation seems like the moral of the story rather than like the shaming aspect of it. Yeah. So that's my two cents. I think um, some of the arguments I've heard um, is that it tends to be a privileged person that is taking something from a less privileged culture and they're benefiting somehow. And I think it definitely makes people upset if there's a monetary benefit right um with no credit i think i think that all of it can be resolved with credit um and acknowledgement and maybe inclusion like especially if you're talking about like naming baseball teams after you know the indians or whatever yeah um so the inclusion of the conversation like is this okay or not okay is good and then also the acknowledgement um like for example maybe in music if you if you reference a certain style of music like maybe a caribbean style or something and you're like justin bieber then maybe you can give credit to what you have you're gonna profit from that right your your fan base is gonna make that like a hit so you can credit or spotlight or acknowledge that you were borrowing from another culture. So I think that's part of what people are upset about is there, the acknowledgement isn't there, but there's like a payoff for the person and it's like a power struggle. Um, You know, it's, it doesn't tend to be like a person of color taking like a white person thing, which I don't know exactly what that would be, but um, it's like white Americans doing stuff. It's, I think is sort of the stereotype. Yeah. Um, you're saying this not getting credit. I, I've seen it called theft. It's like you're stealing from our culture. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, yeah, the not giving credit aspect to it. And like what you were saying about it's in you're inherently taking something out of context so i know that they gave a girl a hard time i think she was in california for wearing like kind of a geisha type or (laughs) a formal asian dress that she altered but was mostly intact to her prom and she's just like a white girl yeah and so she kind of sexed it up like she made it a little bit more you know in that way but she also was i think genuinely liked the garment like she but i yeah there it is um i think that it's hard to draw the line right yeah so what should she have done to make that appropriate you know because you're taking something out of context just inherently and then you're re you're reusing it somehow you're reintegrating it you're combining it with other things like in this case um Mm -hmm. 
So I think it's hard to say, you know, and I don't know, like, I don't feel like her intentions were malicious. And I, it, I don't know if there was like real blatant disrespect from her behavior. So that to me would be a way to be appropriate is if you have an item or a thing that you're wearing, like then your behavior becomes part of yeah the experience there's something i just don't like about that like oh there's this thing that's interesting i need to get approval before i do it like and, and who does that who who yeah. approves that is it right. asian american like in this case would it be asian americans or is it like like people from the original like culture like i don't know like yeah. who gets to decide? Because I think right. people are torn. Right. That that there's not there's not this like representative body that gets that has like the intellectual property for this thing. Yes. And so it's like, yeah, I feel like it's the credit thing, and that there, um, it's not like some govern governing body or I, something gets credit for. I it. don't think she should have done a slip up to her thigh. I think that's the mistake. In my opinion, if she had left it like or altered it in a more conservative way, I feel like that or the way she wore it, maybe. Yeah, but then it's not interesting like the typical American kind of dress is. She wants to. I mean, they're. Yeah, they're always trying to like one up each other, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I just think that it's good that people, I do think people should be careful, right? Like that the whole term and the whole concept makes sense to me. Like we really should not be, I don't know, making assumptions and and not thinking about how we're piecing things together, like what we take and change and whatever. But I do feel like there's been some sort of escalation recently where people are doing a lot of this shaming stuff. Right. And I don't know. I don't know if that's really, it's hard to tell what the root of this really is. Like what's really the problem. And I I think it's the oppression, right? It's the hierarchy. It's, like the people at the top. Uh, yeah, I think there was um, there's another sort of example with um, in one of the videos I watched with cornrows. Yes. And so that was that's something that celebrities or whoever will will you know, go on the red carpet or something. Like Kim Kardashian. That mm-hmm. was a big one. Yeah. And then um, it with like the typical American, there, there's like stigma around just black hair that yes. um, it, it has to be like, you have to change your hair to conform to like the American standard. And people have gotten like fired because they, 
it wasn't like tidy or something and yes. it's like well that's just the way their hair is so yes um like it when it looks more like naturally black right. like black textured hair right right because they gave beyonce a hard time for letting her daughter i think this is right letting her daughter when she was growing up like just have kind of her natural hair mm. and it wasn't like done right or it wasn't styled in a certain way and i think that that wasn't cultural appropriation but that it was just there's an, a significance to hair in that community i think right in a way that maybe well, it's because we there's have. prejudice against not assimilating yeah and so that's the problem. And so then it feels really unfair right. when um, someone does the opposite to you. Uh, yeah. You know, you have to work hard to assimilate. You have to put in extra effort and money, yes. time into this assimilation. And then someone takes from your culture and then, like, doesn't use it appropriately. And I, anyway. Yeah. And I also feel like the things that are being appropriated are, are were at one point things that people were persecuted for you know at some point in history or some point in yeah right in time and so i i think that probably feels like slap in the face it 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 reminds me of how you know for a long time like being a Native American in the U.S. was, like, really challenging, right? We, like, a lot of obstacles. And it wasn't something that was ideal, right? That was, like, not... <laughs> you were, like, grateful not to be in that situation, I would assume, as, right. like, a white person. But now people want Native American blood and heritage, to be kind of like trendy and special this, or whatever are that is. Are we going is. into Elizabeth Warren territory here? <laughs> I think so. Okay. <laughs> but it just reminds me of that like like sort of objectifying or oversimplifying something because it's kind of a trendy yeah. thing. Yeah. All of a sudden and when someone's been having to when they've either been that way or have that's a part of them and it's not been respected up until now. Um, yeah, and it's, I also think that, what's it called, like, reparation, uh, reappropriation? Repro what is it called when you pay people back for something bad you did? Reparations. Reparations? Yeah. Okay. I think another thing that this kind of brings up is that whole concept of yeah right of, of reparations and because we're not really good at that yeah and we haven't really addressed like slavery we're not paying reparations right now right right so it's yeah it's just all kind of knotted up together i think It doesn't feel like a bad way to talk about race and culture issues, but I'm worried about this like social media shaming yeah, stuff because right. it can happen so fast on especially Twitter. Mm -hmm. You know, just one photo of your of yourself or the situation. 
um on on reparations i know trevor noah did you can like just youtube trevor noah reparations and there's something um there's a good video he had on that i don't remember anymore what he said but it was it's like oh yeah that's pretty good yeah i remember seeing that too i think that's another reason why i um i like andrew yang's model for the freedom dividend is that it's kind of a starting point for um reparations in a in some ways Mm -hmm. um i know it's yeah it's whatever it is it's some form of like wealth redistribution or anyway people don't like i think people like freedom dividend probably more than wealth redistribution but it's this uh thing to help level the playing field it's like corporate america sucked up a lot of funds Mm -hmm. and figured and hurt some people in the process and we've got to fix that and let people have a fair shot at right and it disproportionately will help marginalized and not the majority groups right yeah so it's at least like a way to start that kind of conversation i think um even though i feel like it's feels like too late but i guess not because i mean the civil rights movement was not that long ago right and then slavery wasn't that much further back so it's like sooner than i like remember in some ways Mm -hmm. it's like sooner than it i don't know but it feels like we should have kind of already done something about that right i don't know i don't know what the i don't know what the answer is but it's like give people money is a good start i think sure (laughs) um should we go to the next topic are you we're done with this yeah okay did what else do you want to talk about well what's the next one (laughs) what (laughs) you want to move on without knowing what we're moving on to yeah we have an agenda (laughs) all right um Do you want to, did you look up poverty porn and security theater? I did. Um, Not security theater, but I think I get what you're talking about with that. Okay. Um, Poverty poverty porn. porn. So it's a little bit in line with cultural appropriation. Yeah. I think I saw two videos on this and one wasn't getting to the point and then one quickly did. Um, do you have a quick definition of what poverty porn is? My understanding is it's where you, it's like those commercials. It's like any Sarah McLachlan music commercial Mm. (laughs) where you take kind of the most extreme part of a culture or, um, like very evocative footage Right. And then you kind of either you are contributing, like you're claiming that you're 
contributing or intervening somehow in this extreme situation you know so you're glamorizing the poverty so that you can feel good about helping fix it when my understanding is that a lot of times things that we do don't actually fix that they're not problems that need to be fixed so an example i've seen is like tom's shoes so he's saying like for every shoe that you buy first of all his name isn't tom like it's like a different guy's name. Okay. So that's a lie. Um, <laughs> so what, yeah, what are Tom's shoes? You know the brand, right? No, I don't. What? Okay, it's got Tom written on the back of it. It's like a light blue logo. I'm sure you've seen people wearing these. Yeah, see the logo, the blue. Um, so he, they, they make a lot of, um, yeah, it's like that mm. style. Okay. Oh, and similar. Um, so the premise is you buy a shoe and then he gives someone a shoe like in Africa or whatever. Okay. Or wherever people need shoes, especially kids. Yeah. And so it's like if you go to these communities where he's distributed a shoe, like they don't need shoes. Like they have shoemakers in the village. They have shoes. They don't need shoes. But if he dumps a bunch of shoes in this place, then all of a sudden you've put those people that were working on the shoes out of business. Mm -hmm. And you haven't let, like you haven't encouraged the community to be self-sufficient, right? Right, right. And so it's not helpful. Like that's not the thing that they need help with. And then you've also like destroyed parts of the economy. It's like, I think the same happens when we send clothes or anything like that. So it's the glamorizing part. It's it's the it's a kind of manipulative and not necessarily getting their the other side like yeah. Well, I think there's a couple things with that. So there's the providing something that isn't actually of value really um and but then, we perceive it it's like it fits our narrative sure. and so that's the other part that it's the benefiting it's like the what what is that called I don't know. The, uh, it's like morality oh yeah whatever i think i know what uh, you're trying to say it's like morality thumping or there's a fly it's a gnat <laughs> and is it a fly i don't think it's a fly it's it looks small like, yeah it looks like a gnat it was on my foot earlier i hate that but yeah it's like look at me how great i am because i'm yeah what is that virtue More... signal oh, that's sure. what it's called yes thank you <laughs> it's in your mouth get it off your mouth <laughs> gross is it still there? I don't know. It was like crawling in your mouth. Is it gone? I must have eaten it. Protein. <laughs> um, uh, nope. Another right. one flew in. I can't believe you didn't feel it on your lip. Weird. Okay. Bloopers. Yeah, just cut that part out. Um 
Virtue signaling? Virtue signaling. Yes, I think that's part of it. Yeah, because it feels good to simulate doing something good. Right. And that, I mean, that ties into the other topic of the uh, security... Theater. Security theater, yeah. Feels good to, like, act like you're doing something. Yeah. Um, One of the examples... I thought of for that or just noticed was like gated communities mm. and it's just like it's just a pain in the ass but it makes people feel safe um, but you can always just tailgate someone into the community or or you can just be a wealthy serial killer or... <laughs> well yeah there's that yeah um but it doesn't it doesn't really keep people out if they're if they're determined enough they'll do it they'll get through and it's like our um like our personal information is Mm -hmm. not really secure like it's not that hard to like get someone's social security number or um credit card number yeah right I don't know. I don't think it's that hard. I don't like that you write what's actually on the card into... There's like no obscuring formula or anything. You just write the same number in the same form that you did. What, your... Like when you purchase online. Like your credit card number? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the only... In my mind, I don't know how numbers work, but (laughs) what to me would make it better is if the credit card number changed. Yeah. In some way over time. Like a password. Right. Where it forces you to change the 16 digits. Yeah. You do live near an emergency room. <laughs> it got a spite siren in there at the last second. Um, I'm so distracted by sirens. And that gnat. Is it still? No, I just, I don't, I don't know. Ooh, it's over there. Um, I think there's more than one. You saw all that's them. That's a theory. In front of the complex. Yeah, but those were different. Those were totally different. Okay. So itchy, like, psychologically. Um, so what did, like, what can we learn from all of these things? This cultural appropriation, this virtue signaling, this poverty porn stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, what is there to... What's the takeaway? I think that's the problem with shaming is you're not like giving people the way out. Like Right, you're just saying this is bad. Like there's here's this label and this label is bad. Here Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. And don't ask questions really. Right. Right. It I think that's a problem too. Yeah. And like as we were talking through cultural appropriation, it's like 
it feels like you got to get specific to the issue for it to actually make sense on why you can't wear something or why it, why it could be offensive. Right. And obviously, like, at least now, maybe at least now people are able to express their opinion. Like, a person of color can, like, contact the person, maybe right. the white person that's doing whatever. Like, sure. Like before, I'm I'm thinking of like when there were actors that were doing like blackface and stuff. Like nobody could really. I assume that people weren't able to really speak up about that sure. at the time. Um, but when it happens now, if I even though I cannot believe people still do that, um, yeah, then people are able to immediately like react, which I do think is a good thing. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what, like, what the right reaction should be, but yeah, I I think that it's it's just like deeper issues we still haven't resolved that are just surfacing in these little instances. Mm-hmm. Um, because if. I don't really think people want you to just be limited to your literal culture and heritage. Right. I mean, I don't think that's what most people mean. Um, But then I think also a lot of us are gravitate towards things and we don't really have like an intellectual reason. We just like stuff. We just like certain anything. Um, So... Yeah. Yeah, there's some that's that's the off-putting thing about it. It's like that I have to have some reason to to like things or this the shaming makes it feel like you have to be on the defensive and explain yourself and it's like, oh, well. Well. I, yeah. I I think the shaming can be ignorant too and like that's probably what the problem that might be more of a problem than the appropriation part it's just how the the policing of it is oppressive right and i worry too that a consequence could be that you just create more like homogenous groups. Like you kind of reverse a lot of the blending that's happened as we have progressed over time, uh, at least in the U S. I think it's a really good thing that there's a lot of sort of blending and changing, but I don't know. Yeah. I'll go back to the, the chess thing. It's like, uh, I mean, maybe it's not the best example, but it's what resonated with me. And I, like, I think the that it's still better that people are putting chess in movies and like the exposure. It's like, yeah, it's like, great. We're getting out there. They screwed it up. It kind of pisses me off. They screwed it up, but maybe they'll get it right next time. It's like. I think it should be don't 
it's not the shaming part makes it seem like you should not try instead you're giving the message don't try instead of let's have a conversation oh yeah uh no you you totally didn't do that right that was like yeah i don't know maybe yeah there is it is flattering in to some degree Mm -hmm. right it's it's um like someone is enjoying what they're yeah even if it's the most like naive level of enjoyment of it right so they like there's something they're gravitating towards like in a positive way for them right i don't think most people are doing it because they don't enjoy they don't enjoy the thing right like the girl with the prom dress like i think i'm sure she genuinely enjoyed and was trying to find something different and whatever but i think it wasn't so calculated and right so yeah it's like how can you kind of take the compliment if that's the right word but still express that maybe you should maybe go about it differently next time sure, or sure. maybe this would be a better yeah way to do it but there's some there's like so much shame in general like the shaming the process of the shaming has nothing to do with the cultural appropriation like people are doing that for all kinds of reasons right so that's kind of its own problem you know like have people just been feeling that way all along even like before the internet are people just is is people just like policing each other yeah like that shame dialogue is that just happening in people's heads yeah i think so and they just haven't really been saying it as much right here we'll come back full circle to meditation because we always talk about it i mean yeah i think it's people need to be more open accepting and loving of these things and there's people make mistakes and it's okay and you don't yeah there's like this perfectionism and and shaming people and like it's a lack of understanding of the the other side that oh you should be on the same level as me. You know exactly what you did. Yep. It's like, well, no, I was completely ignorant. I didn't know anything about this, but I thought it looked cool. Yeah, I think we need a bit more like gracious mental dialogue for other people. Mm-hmm. Like more benefit of the doubt. Sure. And like less of what you're saying like the assumptions and expectations are not realistic i think yeah we just need to like give people some like give people more benefit of the doubt and then unpack it later but not be so reactive yeah you have to solve everything now kind of a thing it I don't know. It just seems like the whole how my mind works when it's going nuts. It's just like, I have to solve this. I have to solve this. Oh, I'm not good enough. Um, maybe I don't know. Is I'm, that resonating at all? Maybe I, well, I was just thinking 
Maybe I'm being unrealistic. My expectations are unrealistic to expect other people to have realistic expectations. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, our most, a lot of people, significant amount of people's minds are not very present, not very mindful, not interested in developing space and generosity for other people. Or is it just a minority that's really vocal? Um, I don't, I don't think I fully get the question or it's too vague and open-ended. You're asking me what is, where do people stand on mindfulness? I'm just thinking about the mechanism of, of our, is it even possible for us to ask people to have this level of thought and be open-ended and generous when other people are behaving a certain way. I mean, it is kind of the same thing to try and push that on other people. It's like, here's my way of living. You should live this way. Because that's not accepting. Yeah. Like. So it's. I think it's more, okay, you put it out there, see if they're like something like that sticks and you move on. You like just, yeah. you put yourself, you put your energy out there and see what happens and you don't try and like oppress people into having your belief system. Right. But what I'm saying is we can't even expect people not to do that. So here's the thing. We're talking about people's behavior but people are already they're already doing what they're doing right Mm -hmm. like this the phenomenon is happening is it possible to be any different that's like a whole different thought that's like a different tangent is that too i'm not sure i get it so I think it's like we already are how we are. You'll change if you want. It has nothing to do really with whatever I say mm-hmm. or however I dissect what you're doing. I mean, I think there's something. It's. So people who are self correcting or self seeking, I mean, they're already doing that. And are those people really the problem? I don't know. Oh, okay. I I don't know if... I think it's still... It's like it's still helpful to give people feedback on things if it... Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, hey, that hurt my feelings. It's like, oh, I didn't know that. Well, even just for your own self, really. Mm. Like, just... Yeah. What else do you want to talk about? Should we move on? <sighs> um, I guess security theater is a, is something we mentioned. Okay. Um, so I, did, I don't know much about this idea. It's kind of a new concept to me, but it's the, the idea that 
you know, what you're doing isn't really secure. It's like a performance. Um, and we've talked a little bit about it already, but what, what you're doing, like the TSA, for example. Okay. Ah, okay. So, my understanding is they're not helping. They didn't prevent all those like terrorist attacks, mm-hmm. and that that's not actually like taking your shoes off and whatever is not actually doing anything for security it just makes people feel like it's an intense situation and it's under control right um yeah i mean maybe that's i wonder in that i mean i guess the point of security theater it exists for a reason so it's like yeah it's it's probably there because it is better than just being like, yeah, there's nothing we can do. I think, well, uh, I think the argument for like the TSA thing would be that the security before 9-11 was adequate. Mm-hmm. Like that didn't happen because we didn't have the right security in place. That was just because like any system can be whatever Mm -hmm. infiltrated manipulated sure and it maybe is like the actual like being on the plane part of the attack wasn't the root of the problem it was the dynamics from the people on the plane it was the dynamics between different countries you know Like, it was before they got on the plane. That was the problem. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, that. It kind of masks. Terrorism is a symptom rather than. Right. Yeah. And and maybe the security theater is, like, that's dealing with symptoms. Right. I mean, I don't know what the data says on it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's almost. It's really that's really disheartening, given all the all the new stuff. How much security you have to go through, and like we've got the body scanners now, and then there's that like invasion of privacy, um, that it's like really you got this like more sophisticated technology and stuff isn't any better yeah um yeah i don't know what the they do those audits and i've heard those aren't that i don't think they're good like or that the tsa is not passing them yeah exactly you just keep going and i think i would say that's true also in prison systems yeah. Like, I think there's definitely some security theater there. Um, so with the the TSA thing, I wonder if it's like government is part of the problem there in that the TSA is still going to get funding and um, I don't know, like if it's if it's a business or something. Mm hmm. You don't 
if you're not having results with something, you just try something else. Mm. But this entity's still probably like, yeah, we need you to have you guys around. It's so And then they're just like, well, we're not going to change anything. So I don't know how much bureaucracy is the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's part of it, I'm sure. And yeah, go on with like the prison. I was system. just, I was just thinking that, like, like there is still contraband constantly in mm-hmm. prisons, right? Yeah. So, where's the security? You know, people are like guests, maybe, or sneaking it in. I think the biggest thing, like, maybe I'm wrong. I think the biggest thing is corrupt staff. That's mm-hmm. like got to be where a lot of things are coming from. Right? Visitors, staff. So you've got this whole charade of going through security to yeah. get into the prison as a visitor or a staff member and where there's constant contraband. Yeah, I mean... I- like the prisoners aren't leaving... Right, most of the time. Right. They're not physically leaving the facility. Usually the facility is in a remote area. Right. Unless it's like a local jail or something. Right. You, so what's... You bribe the security guard or whatever. I don't know how that gonna, stuff gets in. That's... Yeah. That, it's got to be yeah, so, along those lines. So that's not secure. <laughs> sure. So there's something about that. I don't know. I just try to think about like why I I guess you're just trying to like create an, an illusion so people don't ask too many questions maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just like a subconscious way around that. Like I don't, know. I don't know if we're here to problem solve that or what like is there you just have like a second security card check people or I don't it's so I don't understand why you would keep up the charade if it's not that effective like just let everybody out you know like (laughs) whatever is there a difference I'm not sure you know yeah I don't know um like how can you measure what's effective is it human? Is it just like the human error? Like, like we can't do it. We get, we corrupt systems like that. Um, Maybe when robots come. Yeah. Robots are doing TSA or something. Right. They're just going to focus on what works instead of. That's interesting. So that won't be an advantage for some of these systems that are in place. It'll expose. Then you just say, no, humans need to do it. And then these still have the same charade. Mm -hmm. Like. I think technology like robots or whatever happens will expose a lot of. I mean, I feel like machine learning should be capturing all all these things and identifying what's in someone's suitcase from the scanner or whatever. 
It's not. I don't know why not. Because it's like a bunch of angry people in the airport looking at an x-ray machine of your stuff. But if you just have the machine figure it out. I'm with you. <laughs> like, I don't totally understand what machine learning is, but I'm for it. Mm-hmm. You just give it pictures of illegal things and it starts to recognize them. Yeah. Do you want to talk about something that gets under my skin? Please. Okay. What, <laughs> what do you want to talk about? What is it? Oh, I didn't. I, I thought you just, you knew the things. What? <laughs> I'm just changing the subject. You know things that get under my skin. I thought you I was, were going to provide no, a no. new answer. That was a weird setup. I think we that should delete. That was a very awkward transition. We, yeah, we should delete that. Yeah, okay. Let's cut that. Um, what? Okay, what are you asking? Do you want to change topics or do you want yeah, to I want talk to change about... Topics. Okay. So why didn't you just say that? Or do you actually want to talk about something that gets under your skin? Oh, I mean, I'm saying yes, but you know me better than I can't think of anything is all I'm saying okay I think you're making it weird a little bit just drink so we can talk about drink that's the drinking game I don't drink alcohol this isn't alcohol I mean you're drinking the same thing I am it's just bubbly water yeah Soda Stream, not sponsored. We really could use some commercial breaks. We could. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, mentally, sorry, if we paused, I, don't, I wonder if we would do better. But we could just record the pauses. That's our That's thing. fine. You know, something that might make you upset that we could talk about is Adam Ruins Everything. Okay, there we go. <laughs> um, and he actually did videos on cult, uh, security theater. And maybe he's done some things that touch on cultural appropriation. Okay. Um, but that's beside the point. I remember he was on it's, Joe Rogan. And so he was on Joe it Rogan. It was like kind of just embarrassing. It felt like. I, yeah, so I did not feel like he presented well. He, um, I tried I tried to get past that and just, like, listen to what he was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I actually felt like Joe Rogan was being kind of hard on him and not listening to his points of view as much as he does on some other people. But I also know that... I, I don't think Adam did a good job of explaining his perspective. What were they talking about? So one of the main things that I remember that makes Joe Rogan mad is about uh, transgender athletics. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, Joe Rogan argues that, you know, if you're talking about like physical strength, sure. like sports, um, you're going to have an advantage if you have a male body. Yeah. Um, it, it, if you had a male body and you transition to female, you still have the benefit of all the years that you were, had a male well, body. And the things that stick around forever, like the bone structure. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So his point is that it's never going to be like a fair fight. Sure. And that they shouldn't be competing um, in the same okay. category. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm with them there. Sure, right. That seems fair. Like you're putting people together because they're, yeah, it that seems fair. So I think what um, what Adam was saying that we have constructed sports and games that feel disproportionately advantageous to men. They're like male heavy rules and uh Mm -hmm. components okay and why not create more sports that also tailored to women and what women are naturally good at and women bodied people okay Mm. and that maybe there's a world where you can have transgendered people um competing in the gender they want because the nature of the sport is not about strength and like that kind of okay so he i I didn't get that that was what he was trying to say exactly like i and i felt like joe rogan is not interested in hearing that but it's like he gets so upset about this topic but okay but he Yeah, so I think that I think that Adam had good points. Like he was trying to he so I, I think Adam tries to be very open-ended about the, like he he sort yeah. of is trying to think broadly and he just did not come across very well. The way he was talking and he had the, a lot of those filler words and like right. all these kind of harsh pauses and I don't know what that was. Right. It seemed odd. Yeah, and I mean, maybe he just wasn't prepared or... Because he's smart. You can tell that he's, like, he can talk about a lot of topics. And, you know, he had, like, opinions and things to say. But he just, like, wasn't yeah expressing himself very well. And we've seen, like, we've seen people on that show kind of fumble and stumble through because it's so long. But... This his was totally different than any I'd seen. Um, I don't know, and he's so polished on the program. Like Adam ruins everything. Like he's real, like snappy and on it. And of course, he's like reading scripts and mm-hmm. like they're not. He's not improving. I don't, from what I understand. Um, I don't get. I don't know. There was something weird about it. I yeah. did. I just feel. I felt like. It was hard to listen to him, which made it yeah, hard to listen to him. So Right. Yeah, I just don't think he He definitely wasn't conveying that point that you were conveying. 
that's an int- just an interesting thought. Yeah, why aren't there more sports that are um I mean, well, why aren't there more sports where like gender doesn't matter? Right. <laughs> One thing. So maybe something like gymnastics tailors more towards like female-bodied right people because um of the flexibility and the whatever like it's more advantageous to be smaller sure um there's still some strength and training and all that but yeah it's an interesting point i think that adam like questions everything and questions systems and he's just like thinking and curious but um i was surprised i was just surprised by that whole segment and people really like were hard on him in reaction to that i think the the thing i caught it was about them talking about alpha males yeah and i didn't get what adam was trying to go with that he was just saying i disagree and i didn't get any substance from him um yeah um like i think he was denying the existence of so alpha. There, there's no such thing as like alpha male beta male yeah like right biologically oh i mean what does biologically mean like, like genetically or something but, yeah uh or like, i don't think that's the point the point is like those things that that joe rogan was making is those things are definitely exist and that they are you can kind of just point to the traits that women are attracted to or same thing there's alpha females too of what each sex is attracted to yes in general so i think part of what his point was that um like humans don't have that like monkey hierarchy where there actually is an alpha male and um what do you mean i mean so this is like a loose concept in my head i'm trying to remember what he was saying he did a segment on this for his show okay um but i think alpha male can you can you look up alpha male just i think it references this concept that there's like an actual male in charge that dictates like what the group it's a social hierarchy uh i mean there's um so so okay the the second part of that is that we like people oscillate back and forth like you might you're going to be a different version of yourself in different circumstances so i think some people present alpha male in some ways but not 360 like every second of their life Sure. i think that's what he's saying it's not wired in us the way it is in this like with monkeys that they're just always that way yeah it's like a role that you're always yeah. in yeah i mean i i felt like joe rogan was willing to say that that happened i think he was saying that just well 
in any context, you can have these someone who's more dominant or right. I, I mean, it's just it it feels like splitting hairs, but I think I think that people are taking a term that we like that that we're using in this more like scientific way or like attributing to this hierarchy like in a certain species and we're using it more colloquially right i mean maybe that's what i guess the point i think i'll go back to what joe was saying it's like well even despite like these different contexts and someone can be more authoritative and sure yeah someone can be a nuclear physicist or something and like in the regular world it's like oh he's more of a beta because he's not like this athlete or something yes in a different context right um but i think joe's saying uh it's like with regard to the dating world and it's just like look the guy that's really strong has a leg up on the majority of women that there's just like that straight up biological attraction to someone that's bigger and stronger and then if he's smart too that's like a bonus but right i think we're using the terminology for a reason like we're trying to talk about a concept that we don't seem to have a word for and we're referencing this kind of mm-hmm. terminology but i i think we need honestly like the language isn't there like we don't have the right word that we mean cuz we don't mean alpha in the same way but i think we're trying to talk about that concept i mean i feel like it's pretty close it's they're not it, we've just got more things that we understand that we do and so there's just we're aware that there's a hundred different contexts where you can be have a skill in something mm-hmm. and sure if you want to call that like level of skill alphaness then you can but i don't think that's what what alpha is about i think it's just like it's straight up stack ranking Mm. everyone and saying here's where you stand and because so like when you use the term like what do you mean when you say it like how are you using it um let's see so there's i think there's a simple analogy that holds pretty um that holds okay it's um if you see a group of people talking and then like you look at everyone's feet they're probably all pointing to the same person and that person's the alpha Mm. um so I would say it's, and that might be depending on what they're talking about. So I guess that's not 
exactly what I'm talking about. I'm, I think there's this in terms of like just the pure, I, I think definitely in like men's groups in online forums or whatever, when they talk about alpha and beta, they're talking purely in terms of like, what's their sexual attractiveness level to the average female. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I think that's generally it. It's not necessarily like behavior. I mean, it could be based on behavior, but it's like just stuff like being being tall helps that, being strong, physically fit, then being charming, hmm. uh, being witty, smart. Those things all like support it. I see. Yeah. That makes sense. And that's what you feel like Joe Rogan was referencing? Yes, absolutely. Because I feel like, I don't feel like they were talking about the same concepts. I think that was part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I was mentioning that maybe the language is... Because mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about it the way you just described. Gotcha. I feel like when I use the term or if I'm thinking about other people that like the context that I've heard it in, it's more like talking about like a powerful person, Mm -hmm. maybe because of like those qualities that you're saying. Right. So it's, there's like a noticeability. There's like a presence. Sure. There is a certain power that they have over the group or whatever the situation is. And, um, it seems like a dominant figure and interested in maintaining that status and typically high achieving, overachieving. Mm-hmm. That's how I would kind of, and I feel like it's a negative term like when I use it, it's like derogatory kind of. Interesting. Like the people that drive the cars with the mufflers. Yeah. Yeah, that's like an attention seeking yes. kind of a thing. Sure. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that's, I sort of think that falls under both. I think there's a ton of overlap between the two sure and that's like that's kind of in the lines of i don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks yes i'm just gonna do this yes and so that's an alpha quality or trait which i do think is probably what these monkeys are doing to earn that status i mean there's Mm got to be some of that it's not a totally yeah outrageous association but um it is i i do think it is a good point that like not everybody is one-sided like that's just like a stereotype like all the other ones sure so i never thought that people were wired necessarily 
like that's kind of the impression I get from Adam is like they were talking about more of a biological or there's no like that concept has no biological holding I don't know um I forget exactly but I don't remember thinking that way necessarily like I wasn't I didn't think people were born that way yeah I, I mean some traits like height I sure get and that's just or your genetics around like being able to put on muscle or stuff like that right you have some biological advantages that might right. do that so i mean if that were the case you know there are women that also like strive for those specific um attributes mm-hmm. but we don't use that terminology in the same way okay right like we really seem to specifically be referencing like men like sure i mean do you think that's just just, men care about it more maybe or that that's i mean that's kind of gets into some jordan peterson stuff where he talks about hierarchies and that women just let men figure out their dominance hierarchy and they want the guys that are the highest status on that hierarchy oh sure sure I can see that. Yeah. Right. I think you all are using the term differently. Like you're, you're like actually. Oh yeah. I'd like, I think um, generally there's probably neutral to positive stigma around alpha and then negative stigma around beta yeah, I th- I think they're both negative. Like, that's my perception. Mm-hmm. I it's... feel like that's most women's perspective on it. Right. But then they want to be with the alpha guys. Yeah, I mean, that is interesting. <laughs> and why, you know, I don't know enough, like, I don't know enough to really think through it, but... I, I don't feel like it's strictly just like reproductive drive. Mm-hmm. There's no way. I'm just wondering. Well, I mean, there's the supporting aspects of it. The, um, the status elements that being competent in something. But I feel like that supports the reproductive thing too. It's like that just everything kind of ties to that yeah but then you find out that that may not be the right match for you sure sure even though that might be like the fantasy match right but that's it doesn't play out even if you had a person that fit all of those right but it's like everything else equal you want this sure if you're creating something yeah from scratch yeah right it's like everyone's got their their dream person that they want but 
you know, I mean, how much of it is just constructed, like, socially? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I do understand, obviously, there are biological factors and advantages of, like, survival. But, um, yeah, I'm just wondering, like... We te- I feel like it's interesting that that pr- the profile of like the alpha male that you're describing is like a minority group. Like nobody's picking traits that are kind of average or like good enough, right? It's always like the top of the. I'm not. I'm not following. Like. You were describing advantages at the end of the spectrum, right? Sure. Like, on the tall side, on the smart side, the funny side, right? Yep. So you're not talking about average traits. Right. Or things that might be good enough, mm-hmm. not at the top, right? So I think that's kind of interesting, that we don't have, like, an aspirational person that actually is more of, like, an average average at everything yeah which to me seems not only more realistic but also like more plausible i understand that's not the same concept but i'm just thinking well i think that there's also this attraction of like to someone that is aspirational it's like maybe they're not there but they've got that's it's like where their heart is i mean that you're getting at something good because average people get together and get it on like I just think people want to be special sure and they want special things right yeah <laughs> That's, which is kind of odd to me I don't really relate to that in a way mm-hmm Also, I think people want, I think it would feel good to, like, have someone out of your league, like, in a different yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I think there's something about that, sort of. Sure. That's the... Whatever that like, is. hypergamy. Which I think it's only... That might only be referring to, like, we'll, we'll women see. trying to marry up, but I think it goes, it goes both ways. I think, yeah, it, go, it looks like it goes both ways. Okay yeah you want but i think the the stereotype is like women want to marry someone from a wealthier background and then men want someone that's more attractive right and does that is that working for people like is that playing out well i don't know the answer (laughs) it seems like it's been that way for a while yeah I mean, that's like Trump Melania, isn't it? Yeah. Stuff like that. I just feel like she can't stand to look at him. Like, she. (laughs) I don't know. That, That lifestyle seems hard. But people have been. Like, people have not been marrying for love for very long. It's always been 
most of history has been very transactional. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe well, in most most of history, it's been we've been struggling to survive. If you just or it was you've just, got a chance to mate, you go do it. Right, but then also more like recent history where it was about class system, social systems, or right um, money, I guess, was a big thing. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like surviving necessarily like hunter-gatherer surviving, but like socially surviving. Um, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Because we have also all of our leftover things that I've kept notes on. What else do we have? Um, well, there were things that I mentioned or thought of. (laughs) One of them is, what is the point of talking about anything? (laughs) Why do I do that? I don't know. <laughs> if that's what we've got left, then that's <laughs> I think we're good. <laughs> I I feel like we're good for today. Okay. But there's I have like forty things on this list. Okay. So I think we're at a stopping point. I'm <laughs> we're uh yeah, this is good. Okay. Um, please subscribe. Hit the notification bell. What do people do? They do this a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do that. Are you like stress scratching your eye? It's not like my eye is... <laughs> any itchier than it has been I think you're stress itching I I think you're right (laughs) um yeah do just do whatever you want alright do you want to play the outro do you want to do a different is there anything you want to say oh no we need sponsors well we're working on it do we want to like throw out some possibilities? I'd say leave comments. So leave comments. Well, that's a. I feel okay trolling for for comments, but okay. not for subscribers. Okay, so don't sub. Definitely don't subscribe. We don't want that. So the people that are subscribed should unsubscribe. It should be zero at all times. That, that's not what I'm saying. But please leave comments hopefully not negative ones are you do you want negative comments i I just want to interact with our audience okay so you know this positive negative thing this all these labels oh i see i see what you're doing why can't we just have a conversation well we'll see how you feel about labels when people are coming at you with some serious feedback about something about you. 
Yeah, you're probably going to get in the comments and tell me about subscribing. <laughs> I think what we should... Okay, here's an idea. Okay. <laughs> um, when, I think we should reply to all of the comments, even ones that are, like, insanely negative or... I'm just anticipating the worst, like, whatever. I think our response, our default response should be, please subscribe and hit the notification. <laughs> like, we should just have this, like, sentence that we reply for everything that's negative. Uh, okay, we have a template response for negative things. For Yeah, for people that it's are It's like, absurd. I'm sorry that you feel that way. Please subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. That's I feel good about that. I think we can we can ask for subscriptions from the people that hate us. Yeah. Well, then at least we'll they're know. helping somehow. Yeah. Because I don't I think the way most people are handling it is they're either letting it letting the dumpster fire burn yeah. and not intervening or they you can delete the comments. Yeah. Like you can make it positive. But we beggars can't be choosers. Like, we'll take it. Yeah. I'm sorry that you didn't. You, your experience was less than ideal. We do everything we can to make sure everyone has an ideal experience. It's just like please subscribe. <laughs> um. Okay. Bye. Bye. Do do do. Outro music.